It is really good to live in America. Like, really good. So good, in fact, that like 10% of the population has to invent problems to remind us why living in America is actually the literal worst. Why do we let strangers tell us what we should and shouldn't take offense to? Okay, I just, why? Um, okay, <laughs> just to pre, I mean, I'm just gonna preface because I feel like every now and then I have to do this to remind you that these are my personal opinions and I do not mean a to offend anybody. I, I do not mean to hurt your feelings or to disparage the way that you feel. This is not my intention. Your feelings are valid and, and I'm not trying to trample all over them. That being said, there are things that I just don't get when it comes to the way our society currently works. And one of those things is the amount of things that we are told we have to take offense to. I live under a rock and I've done this on purpose because I'm very much not interested in the problems that the world is creating for itself. And if I had my way, I would live in a cabin in the woods and just peace out, all right? Um, but unfortunately, money and life and food and whatever. So every now and then I get hit by things in culture that I didn't know were a thing. and. So I create, I accidentally commit offense, not realizing that it was offensive, but people take offense to everything these days. So it's really hard not to offend people, even if you're not trying to offend people. One of those things that I didn't know was actually a thing until I had already apparently offended somebody was the use of the, of oriental as a term to explain people, uh, to, to talk about people who come from an Eastern hemisphere origin. Um, I didn't know that was offensive, I, I've always just, I mean, Oriental is just the way that you're talking about the map where it's, when you draw a map, it's positioned with the East in the North position, that's called Oriental. And when you draw a map where the West is positioned in the North position, it's called Occidental. So I didn't know that Oriental was offensive. And now I'm wondering if I should be offended by being called Occidental. So there's that. Um, another thing that I didn't know was offensive until it uh, was brought to my attention was watermelon is apparently racist. Um, there was a guy who was hired on at a, I think he was a firefighter. He was hired on and he brought a watermelon for his first day. I mean, it was like the middle of summer and he didn't want to bring sugary stuff. So he brought a watermelon and apparently that offended people and he was fired. I mean, he wasn't fired because of the watermelon, but I mean, he was. So apparently that's racist. I had to look that up. I had no idea what that was about. I was very confused. Mansplaining. Like, what is, what is that? I have been, ex had more condescending explanations delivered to me by women than I ever have by men. In fact, if I were to say, like looking back on my life, if I were to pinpoint anything that had to do with mansplaining, I would say that there's probably only one point in my life where I was deliberately conde condescended to by a man as he was explaining something to me that I already knew. Manspreading, oh my gosh, that was another thing that was a thing entirely. Not only 
uh, I mean, apparently guys sitting on the subway with their legs open is like a capital offense. So much so that a grant had to be given to like some grad student in some progressive university so that she could invent a triangle chair that would stop men from sitting with their knees open on the subway. I mean, how did we come to this as a culture that, that our most important, biggest, most offensive things that can happen to people is a man sitting on a subway? Like, what? It's like, I get this, okay, I don't live in a big city, but I've been to like DC and whatever. So I get that, that the metros are crowded, okay? I get it. And I get that some people are inconsiderate, but I can guarantee that it's not just the guys who are being inconsiderate, okay? Girls have plenty of real estate in that market. Privileged women, of women who have made it, who are constantly talking about the men who are dragging them down. And in particular, I am going to talk about Taylor Swift's The Man. It is like the worst song ever and and not just the song but if you've ever seen if you've seen her video it's just it's just awful no guy i know acts like that and if he does he's a jerk and nobody likes him and and, and one of the things that that it depicts is, is um the he's on the the man which i'm pretty sure is taylor swift with a beard is on a yacht and he's surrounded by all of these pretty scantily clad women and they're giggling and laughing and drinking and eating and jumping into the water and whatever and it's like you know what yeah there are guys who rent out yachts and fill them with pretty girls but i feel like that's not entirely on the men because those girls are more than willing participants okay they, they get to go along and they get the, the, they're on a cruise and they get that paid for. They get to eat the, the food that they want. It's like, okay, if you want to complain about women being treated derogatorily, then stop acting like that. <laughs> Another one, mamming. Like, What? Why, why are people being offended at being called ma'am? I mean, I can kind of get you being offended if you're called ma'am and you're like a dude. But like, why would you be offended at being called ma'am if you're a woman? I'm from the South. Well, my daddy's from the South. So I was raised as if I were Southern. And you ma'am everybody, okay? I ma'am my five-year-old niece. That's just what you do. It's just polite. And the first time I, I, I was introduced to this was in the movie The Last Holiday. And um, Queen Latifah is over in Europe somewhere, the Alps, I don't know. She's over in Europe somewhere and she's getting dressed in this really nice dress and she's looking in the mirror and she's like, do you think anybody will call me ma'am in this dress? And they're like, no. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure her character's from the South. She should know that ma'am is just what you say, okay? It just That's just so weird. And then, like, when in our culture did ma'am and miss become the the stereotypical Japanese joke of obasan versus uh, onesan? You know, it's like you get this 20-something-year-old girl who's called obasan, and she just, like, flips out, and she's like, you meant onesan, right? Like, when did we get to that? It doesn't even translate well into English. It's just, like, if you call me miss, I'm going to assume you're trying to sell me something. Like, 
for real. That, that's just that's just so weird. Like, why are people offended at being respected? Just, and not just that. Like, I've had people who were offended because I wasn't offended by something. Like, somebody would say something to me, and somebody would get upset. Somebody else would get upset that that was said to me, and they're like, why aren't you upset? And I'm like, why are you upset? It was said to me. Why do you care? It's like, <laughs> well, it's like we're... We're in a culture where we're just hardwired to be offended. And if you don't go throughout a day being offended by something, there's something wrong with you. Why? It's like you got all of these social justice warriors who are out there taking up causes on other people's defense. And you know, I never asked for anybody to go out and rally for me as a woman. You know, if, if I am upset by something that is being said to me as a woman, I'm going to say something myself. I don't need somebody to step in, whether that person is a woman or a man or a they, whatever. It doesn't matter. I don't need you to stand up for me. I'm perfectly capable of standing up for myself. The irony, by the way, at least it would be ironic if it was in any way funny, is that when you have people who fall outside of the the social norm, they get just completely eviscerated. So here's here's an example at um, the the Stop the Steal rally. The first I think it was the first Stop the Steal rally that happened in D.C. right after the election in 2020. There was a black woman wearing a Trump shirt who was at the rally supporting Donald Trump with her two or three children. One of them was in a stroller and then she had a little girl. I think it was only two. Um, and she's walking down the, the street very quickly trying to get away from this white girl in a Black Lives Matter t-shirt who's screaming in her face telling her that she is, is a traitor to her race and that she needs to stop and think about what she's doing because she's part of the problem. And I'm like, what? Why do we need this little white girl who's probably got her daddy paying for her college so that she can go out and 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 social justice warrior on behalf of these uh, of of these black people who are perfectly capable of saying their own stuff? It's like they want them to go back onto the plantation because when they're not on the plantation, then they're they're creating conflict outside of what's acceptable. It's just so ridiculous. If if that woman is not upset by what's happening, what right do you have to be upset to the point where you're harassing her for not being upset? It's the same thing with me when I'm not upset because I'm being oppressed as a woman, because I'm being subjugated, because I'm being looked down on. It's the people on the other side who are upset on my behalf who are the ones who are doing the oppressing. I have never had white Republican guy tell me that he was going to rape me because he because I wasn't following the narrative, okay? But I've had that aimed at me several times from the progressive left, okay? It's just like, don't get offended on my behalf for the things that you're doing to me, okay? It, don't, don't get upset because you're the one who's oppressing me and I need to be, be aware of the fact that I'm oppressed. Well, stop oppressing me and then I won't be oppressed anymore, okay? It's just like, so obnoxious. So what this comes down to is that they have no power over me. 
I'm not going to give them that power. The only people who have the power to offend you are the people that you let offend you. The people that you give that power to. And I'm not perfect. There are times where I'm going to feel offended. There are even times where I felt offended on other people's behalf. But what I have to stop and think about is, do these people and their opinions matter to me? Because the people who have the power to offend me are the people that I love and care about. If I don't know you, if I don't care about you other than the fact that you're a human being and you have your own like autonomous life and that's great, why should I care what you think about me? If you're offended by what I'm saying right now, why? I'm nobody to you. Why would what I say be offensive to you? It's, it, it, I have no control over that. You are the only person who can ascribe power to me or to anybody else to be able to offend you. If you don't want to be offended, then choose not to be offended. And yeah, it's easier said than done. But go the Jedi way. I, I mean, I'm straight up. I, I have been working very hard on my Jedi meditation. And when something comes at me that offends me or upsets me, I have to stop and breathe and think and let it go. Because the only person that that's hurting is me. If I'm holding on to offense, that's on me. There, this is not going to reflect well on me, but I feel like I need to say it. When I was 14 years old, I was at a pool party and there was a boy at the party and he thought it was super funny to reach out and, and poke my butt with his foot. And I told him not to do it and he said that he wouldn't on scout's honor and there's like big scouting thing in my church so I just like rolled with that and I was like cool okay so I turned around he did it again I was very upset I held that against him forever I I thought if if he doesn't apologize to me then he doesn't deserve to be forgiven because he offended my person and I am I am the I'm the victim here I'm the one that needs that apology 2 years later he finally apologized but he, he came to me and he's, he didn't know why. He said, Cassie, I don't know what I did to offend you or to hurt you, but whatever it is, I'm sorry. And to my everlasting regret, I said, if you don't know what you did, how can you be sorry? And he just looked shocked and devastated. And his mom was there with him and she just like glared at me. And I was like, well, I mean, I guess I can forgive you anyway. It's fine. And so he left and he, and I didn't think about it again until a couple of months later, my mom was talking about him. We'll call him John. It's not his name, but we'll call him John. She's talking about poor John and all the stuff that he went through. And I was like, what are you talking about? Poor John. And she said, she told me people have been treating that boy like a pedophile for years because they saw how I treated him. They saw that I ignored him. They saw that I didn't talk to him. They saw that I didn't associate with him. They saw that, that I held myself away from him. And I thought like, what? what are you talking about? I mean, yeah, he's kind of a bit of a jerk, but all guys are jerks and he eventually apologized and it's fine. My behavior reflected on him in a way that could potentially, dear God, I hope not but could have potentially affected him for the rest of his life. The girls that he liked wouldn't go out with him. The, the women at church would hold their kids' hands when he passed them in the hall. 
And this was not a little thing. And the fact that I held on to that grudge, that I was offended, that I let that offense affect my behavior, we don't live in a bubble. If you're going to be offended, then you need to think about who all you're affecting with your offense and how. Because if I ruined that poor boy's life, that's on me. And yeah, he shouldn't have done what he did. But I shouldn't have done what I did either. So let it go. Don't be offended. Or if you're going to be offended, let it pass. Forgive. Because the only one that you're hurting by holding on to that is you. And probably in ways that you might never know. The best thing that you can ever do for you is to take back that power of offense. Because if you give it away, you're going to cause way more problems than you will ever be able to solve.